Everybody loves the touchdown. Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is caught for a touchdown by Holmes. The grand slam. Fly ball to center field. Epier has done it again. It's a grand slam. The buzzer beater. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. But how did those players get to that moment? And who built the venue and signed the contracts? Each week, we dig into the business side of sports and give you the answers. This is Sports Business Radio. Now, from our studios in Portland, Oregon, with Sports Business Radio, here's your host, Brian Berger. Well, thanks for checking out the only show in the country dedicated to covering the business side of sports. Glad you could join us for this Super Bowl edition of Sports Business Radio. Coming up in our next segment, it's the headlines of the week. Then in the following segment, segment three, it's David Schwab. He's with Octagon. We're going to discuss the most marketable players for the Patriots and the Giants. We saw how Aaron Rodgers and Clay Matthews Jr. last year went on to do commercials for State Farm and other companies after winning the Super Bowl. Who might the big winners be? Might Eli Manning even surpass his brother Peyton with the Super Bowl win? We'll talk to David Schwab from Octagon about that in segment three. In segment four... One of my favorite things, the parties at the Super Bowl. We'll talk to a man who plans many of the parties, Brian Gordon, the CEO of Engine Shop. He does a lot of the Super Bowl parties for DirecTV, uh, ESPN, and others. We'll catch up with him. And then in segment five, one of the top agents in all of the sports world, David Dunn, the CEO of Athletes First. He represents the likes of Packers players Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews Jr. He represents Ray Lewis of the Ravens and even uh, head coach Chip Kelly of the Oregon Ducks, who almost left the Ducks to go to Tampa Bay. We'll find out the backstory on that. Talk to him about uh, the opportunities that come to players if you win a Super Bowl. That's all coming up on today's show. Visit my sports business blog. Download the SBR podcast on demand. Just go to sportsbusinessradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at SB Radio. The icons for our Facebook links, LinkedIn, and Twitter are all on the front page of sportsbusinessradio.com. All right, Sports Business Radio headlines coming up next. I'm Brian Berger, and you're listening to Sports Business Radio. This is SBR. Back with more after this. It's the age of new media and citizen journalism. Everyone with a smartphone and a flip cam is a reporter and everything is on the record. I'm Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, and I team with former Nike executive Lee Weinstein to form media training company Everything is on the Record. With a combined 40 years of experience dealing with the media and helping our clients craft authentic messages, we'll help you navigate the tricky media landscape that exists today. Everything is on the Record has provided media training to pro and college athletes, coaches and executives, as well as to government leaders and CEOs. We'll teach you how to break through the clutter with your messages, and we'll also assist you when you find yourself in crises. It's time for an innovative new approach to media training that best fits the world we live in today. For more information about Everything is on the Record, visit us online at everythingisontherecord.com. Contact us today to learn more about our innovative approach to media training and how we can meet your specific needs. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at everythingisontherecord.com. It's time, baby. Special news bulletin. 
At Sports Business Radio, we're always on top of what's happening in the world of sports. And each week, we break down the stories you need to know about. This is Headlines. I want to be in the headlines. On Sports Business Radio. Sports Business Radio. Well, no surprise here, the top headline of the week, it's the Patriots and Giants in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Griggs, the audience could surpass 117 million viewers. It would be the most viewed Super Bowl of all time. Uh, ads going between 3 to $4 million for a 30-second spot. So, you know, one of the spots that's already gotten a few million hits on YouTube is the Ferris Bueller's Day Off slash Matthew Broderick spot for uh, the CRV Honda. So do the math on that. The airtime alone, you're spending, what, seven or eight million dollars. Um, I've heard it's a, you know, it's a multiple day shoot. You're probably looking at 10 to 15 million dollars that Honda spent just on that spot. Some companies spend 50% of their yearly marketing budget just on one Super Bowl spot. They're trying to activate it you know, on YouTube and things like that. But, you know, that's always one of the big parts of the Super Bowl is the ads. Yeah, it's it's one of the fun parts, too. It's exciting. And I love how the last couple of years they've started leaking these out early because you get so much buzz around them before anybody's even the game's even happened. Right. Which is kind of fun. And, uh, you know, they're, they're featured on Good Morning America shows. They're, I mean, they're getting, they're, they're getting tons of pub for free just because they leak these ads out. And uh, on a second note, I can't imagine the pressure these guys do to produce these spots. I mean... When I'm not doing the show, that's my other job is making radio commercials. And if I if I had three point five million, yeah, you know, weighing on my shoulders, <laughs> you better get this right, Griggs. <laughs> or like in this case with this spot, I mean, you're looking at what seven or eight million dollars that Honda spending. Now Honda has a lot of money, but if you're a company that doesn't have, uh, you know, multi multi million dollar marketing budget, you're right. You've got a hit on it. The thing that's different, as you mentioned, is because of YouTube and social media. It used to be you ran your thirty second spot and you prayed that people were in front of the TV at that time. That it wasn't a blowout. They didn't make a trip to the refrigerator, and if they did, they missed it. But now they can activate the spot before it actually runs in the Super Bowl. Like you said, put it on the morning shows. Have people like Matthew Broderick make the interview circuit, and you can bring the spot to life, and then you get some media value. And then even ones like uh, the Star Wars one with Volkswagen last year, it's right. still got. I mean, people are watching it. I watched it just the other day on YouTube. I mean, that's a year old, and the people are still watching. Well, it. Well, and you've seen the new one. Have you exactly. seen it with, the, with dogs? the dogs? Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing how how these ads continue to live. There's just they're lifeless. Some of them. So uh, lifeless is that the right word? Uh, life, full of life, full of life, <laughs> endless, endless. There we go. <laughs> Other things around the Super Bowl. This is always fun to watch. Uh, Kelly Clarkson is going to sing the anthem. Hopefully, she does a better job than Christina Aguilera did last year when she forgot the lyrics to the anthem. There's actually a prop bet on the over under on Kelly Clarkson singing the anthem a minute thirty four, and then there's also even a bet on. Does she screw up the lyrics, or does she get through uh, in fine fashion? I love the stuff people throw money at, but after last year's you know debacle with Christina, I mean, you can see why people are into. Hey, let's put some some money on this. Let's bet on this because uh, it is always something interesting. I think Kelly, she's pretty solid. I think she'll nail it nice. Well, and the person who did it last year screwed up, so you would think that you're practicing, yeah. <laughs> making sure you've got the lyrics yeah. straight. Madonna is performing at halftime, and might we see a, a wardrobe malfunction, as they called it several years ago on CBS with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Um, it's kind of a risque hire. I'm sure there's something in the contract that says you don't get paid if you 
uh, reveal a body part or do something <laughs> that's going to get us fined by the uh, FCC. But, you know, that'll be an interesting halftime show. It's always sponsored by someone. And, um, you know, that it makes the Super Bowl what it is, is who's going to perform at the halftime show, who's going to sing the anthem. And you remember Madonna did the uh, the kiss with Britney in the award show a couple years ago. So Madonna has the ability oh, yeah. to take it to another level. Yeah, maybe she'll seen. bring out a, a cameo appearance <laughs> yeah. by someone for something like that. Who knows? God help NBC if that's the case. Uh, the winning team, each player on the winning team gets $88,000 each a player on the losing team gets $44,000. Coming up in our next few segments, we'll go deep into the Super Bowl, the business side of the Super Bowl, so make sure you tune in for those segments. Uh, our last headline of the week, you know, I don't watch a ton of tennis. I used to really like it in the days of McEnroe and Borg and Connors and uh, Everett and Navratilova, but I just don't get as excited about it anymore. But I did watch the finals of the Australian Open. I won't say I watched all five hours and 50 minutes, longest Grand Slam match in history. But uh, boy, Nadal and Djokovic let it all out on the court. And what a great match, five set. Djokovic takes home $2.4 million. And um, he played 1,251 minutes in the tournament. Turns out to be $1,960 uh, per minute, this is courtesy of Darren Ravel at CNBC. He broke down those numbers. And uh, just a great match. Whether you like tennis or not, how do you not like two guys just going at it for almost six hours? They could barely stand at the end of the match. Yeah, it's it's such a battle. And, and tennis is, uh, those those grand slams like that are, are phenomenal to watch when it goes long like that. And the guys are just, you can tell every single hit is just like... You know they're putting their whole life into it, and both those players are fun to watch because they're exciting players. They're they're vocal. They get you know excited. They uh, they're just it was an exciting match to watch. I agree. And I mean even like in Nadal in the fifth set, you hit a shot and it hits the the tape on the net. I mean just it, literally there were some uh, shots that were within inches of being winners or not being winners, and that was what separated those two on that day. You almost wish you could cut the trophy in half and just give it to. Half of I agree, you know, to each yeah. of them <laughs> definitely, and uh, some good money like that. I, I, I'd like to make a you know a thousand fifteen hundred bucks per minute, something like that. That'd be good. Yeah, I, I would. Take uh, that. <laughs> I would take that as well. All right, coming up next, David Schwab from Octagon will join us, and we'll talk about celebrity marketing. Uh, not only the players in the Super Bowl, but there's a lot of players that are current players and retired players that come do the Super Bowl uh, circuit, and they get paid as well, uh, and then. Brian Gordon, CEO of The Engine Shop, he'll stop by. We'll talk about some of the parties around the Super Bowl. Then David Dunn, really many people's top agent in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews Jr., Ray Lewis. We'll chat with him about the Super Bowl and what a Super Bowl win means to your marketability. I'm Brian Berger, and you're listening to Sports Business Radio. Stay in touch with SBR on Twitter, twitter.com slash SBRadio. Sports Business Radio talks to the people who call the shots in the world of sports. Brian Berger goes one-on-one with the biggest names. 
My guest is David Stern. He's the commissioner of the NBA. It is always a pleasure, Brian. Bill Hancock, he's the executive director of the Bowl Championship Series. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. My guest is Mickey Loomis. He's the executive vice president and general manager of the world champion New Orleans Saints. Pleasure to be with you guys. Mr. Allen, thanks for joining me. Thank you. My guest is Mark Emmert. He's the president of the NCAA. Oh, happy to join you. My pleasure. My guest is Eric Spolstra. He's the head coach of the Miami Heat. Brian, appreciate it. Glad to, uh, glad to be on the show. Mr. Nicholas, it's an honor to have you on Sports Business Radio. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Brian. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our free iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio. Back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. We're back and we're joined right now on the phone by David Schwab. He's with Octagon Sports Marketing. Every year we see big winners and some losers around the Super Bowl as far as marketability. After last year's Super Bowl, we saw Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews Jr. get some nice commercial endorsements out of that. Who will be the big winners this year? Might Eli Manning, if he gets his second ring and he's also in New York, might he be a big winner? Let's go to the phone lines right now. David Schwab with Octagon. How are you, David? Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? We're doing well. So let's start with who do you think are the most marketable players and coaches uh, going into the Super Bowl on Sunday? Well, let's start with who are the most marketed, because that also dictates who's the most marketable. Uh, Tom Brady, he, he picks and chooses. He's an aspirational kind of guy, right? He's got his Ugg boots and his Stetson cologne and his vitamin water. You don't see him in many TV spots. You see him in print campaigns. Versus a guy like Peyton, who was more of a consumer guy. You saw him in Oreos and Got Milk, those types of programs. Uh, I, you mentioned Eli at the beginning. I think his stock rises considerably for Hall of Fame and some other parts of his career if he wins this game. But he's done fine in marketing so far. Uh, you still have to have personality traits that drive businesses for you to get TV commercials. You know, if you didn't. You would have seen Pete Sampras or Tim Duncan or guys like that excel in marketing, but they didn't because they didn't have the off-the-field charisma. Is that is that also Brady's issue? I mean, has he tried and it hasn't worked out? Because you would expect a guy who is the most known NFL player, along with Peyton Manning, perhaps of the last ten years. You know, you can throw in other quarterbacks like Brett Favre and whoever else. But but why why isn't Brady more? a part of our lives continually dealing with uh, commercials on a loop in which he is endorsing a product on television? I think just personal decision. Some guys want to be out there every day and other guys are more selective. And he absolutely has been more selective and done things that are uh, more Hollywood type, more aspirational, more kind of a creative look or an image look versus, as you said, the folks like Troy Palomalo who wants to be in the Head and Shoulders commercial and have his hair plastered all over the place. I think it's just a different marketing strategy for him. He certainly doesn't need the money, so it's a personal taste. We saw Aaron Rodgers last year, MVP of the Super Bowl, had a great performance. He's done some State Farm commercials and some other things. And, you know, one of the other things, David, is I think we see some personality come out in these commercials uh, that we may not see just from interviews or watching them on the field of play. Yeah, for sure. I keep going back to Peyton, but if, if you look at the original spots between Peyton and MasterCard, it probably set up his whole career in the commercial space. And I think that self-deprecation and that, that humor, that, you, that dry sense of humor you get out of Peyton and now you see with Aaron and State Farm absolutely comes through and helps them for the next role that they may do. 
for sure. And that's, <laughs> that's finding the right director, too, on set who can bring that out of somebody. How do you deal with a guy like Eli, who seems to maybe, you talk about aspirational stuff, I'll use it another way, he seems maybe to aspire to kind of the TV role that Peyton has had, but there's something missing there. There's the, not quite the personality, and even Peyton at times, without a script in front of him, maybe isn't, isn't the most personable guy or affable guy out there. Uh, what is it with Eli, and have people tried to kind of bring him forward in a way that he's just not able to do? Well, I think Eli, if you know him, is an incredibly, I mean, he's just a stand-up great guy. But he just doesn't have that charisma, that it factor that brands are sometimes looking for for national campaigns. If you look at the stuff he's done in the past, he's done Oreos, but he's done it with his brother. He's done Gatorade with his brother. He's done DirecTV with his brother. And the ones that he hasn't done with his brother are like Citizen Watches, which is a print campaign, or Toyota, but that's a regional campaign in New York. Uh, I think it, I think for years, and it's been we've looked at it too because we represent a lot of brands that look at football players, and Eli is always in that consideration set. But for personality reasons or budget, when we make a decision, sometimes we just don't choose them. We're joined by David Schwab of Octagon Sports Marketing. He represents many companies and athletes. Let's talk about some of the uh, ads around the Super Bowl. Companies are spending what three and a half million dollars for a thirty-second spot this year. You have to utilize uh, personality sometimes in your spot, or you don't, but you know, however you slice it, it's a lot of money that people are investing. How do you make that decision as to whether or not you want to be involved in a Super Bowl spot? It's a, it's a, it's a big decision, and it typically goes up to the CEO level of most companies, because uh, it's hard just in a marketing department to justify, as you said, the cost of $3, 4000000 million for 30 seconds. Um, so it's almost a full brand strategy decision that sometimes is made 12 months out during planning of, of decisions. I mean, I've heard of some companies that are spending 50% of their entire advertising for the year just in the weekend around the Super Bowl. Are there, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. The, but what's different about the Super Bowl than any other spot is any other spot you pay for 30 seconds and it lasts for 30 seconds. For the Super Bowl, you have the ability for... Ten days prior, which I think is the time last Wednesday when GoDaddy first released their ad, until a week or two after, or the momentum in the future, to get kind of social community and conversation uh, and awareness for this spot. So while you're paying a huge number for 30 seconds, the, the net result of it is enormous. We, one of the spots that we're working on right now is this Dan and Oikos, John Stamos spot that uh, you may have seen earlier this week or not. but. So they, they pay for the spot this coming Sunday, but it was on Good Morning America yesterday. He was on Ryan Seacrest. Um, he was on Extra. He was on The View. So all these other opportunities that you get to merchandise one thirty-second spot, you typically don't get during the year. Why, when we watch the Super Bowl and you talk about these ads that you, know, you hope to, to have uh, a life of their own and pop ahead of time and, and get an extra boost during the game itself and people remember they're unique, how come there are a bunch of companies who focus that way? And why are there some companies who then just take a spot they've already used before and just throw it up there for the Super Bowl itself? And, and why, if you're going to spend that much money, why not make something different or unique? What's their thinking when they decide just to throw up a, a regular run-of-the-mill spot during the Super Bowl? Yeah, I wish I had an answer to what they're thinking is. I don't know because I would never recommend it. If you're using an existing spot, then there are plenty of other places to do it. You get the, you're not going to get the eyeballs or the attractions because the conversation is so busy. You're focused on four hours of games and 50 ads. You get lost. Uh, I've always been waiting for a company, though, to early in the week 
promote that they've got something launched on Super Bowl Sunday and then get all the conversation, but then launch the ad not in the game but in the pregame so that they get all the buzz and all the attention, yet maybe they save $3 bucks in launching it somewhere else. I've yet to see that. I saw today that Downey is and P&G is launching a, um, a, a remake of Mean Joe's 1980 Coke commercial, and he's going to be in one uh, that will be run pregame, not run during the game. Um, but they've already announced that. And I'm just waiting for the person to do that from a surprise standpoint. But I don't know the answer. I mean, the long-winded answer to your question, I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me from a marketing perspective. David, the spot I've seen online is getting, I think it's at 4 million hits or views right now, is the uh, Ferris Bueller spot for Honda with Matthew Broderick, his, his day off. It's a two-minute spot, so you're looking at 7 or $8 million in time alone. But what would be your guess? I mean, if you're going to hire Matthew Broderick, a celebrity, and, and you're going to produce a spot like that, what does it cost just to produce the spot? Yeah, so let me, let me correct one thing you said, though, about two minutes or seven, eight million dollars. It's a 60-second spot on the commercial. What you're, what you're seeing now and what brands are getting smarter in doing is they've released a two-and-a-half-minute video that looks like it's going to be the whole commercial. Got it. So you watch the whole thing, and it gets spread, and you get two-and-a-half minutes of Honda messaging. But they're only going to spend 60 seconds in the game. Um, that was a four-day shoot in Los Angeles, so it has to be multi-million dollars when you factor in production costs and factor in Matthew and other people's costs in the program. I think it, it, it hit viral for a few reasons. One, it was the first ad of A-less celebrity that was released this year. All the other ones that were released earlier were more oh, the GoDaddy types are not an A-list actor. And two, the Today Show decided to make it their kind of ad of the day. And I think it was yesterday when they ran the full two minutes during their 8 o'clock hour, and then Hoda and Kathy Lee in their 10 o'clock hour talked about it for five more minutes. So when you've got the number one morning show pushing seven to eight minutes of content out, it absolutely, that's what others are watching and talking about. So... They were one of the first biggest name, and you had the biggest media outlet out there pushing it. David Schwab from Octagon Sports Marketing. That's all the time we have. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Really appreciate it. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. You too. Podcast this show and any other past SBR episode at sportsbusinessradio.com. Back with more SBR after this. Hi, this is Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio. It's no secret that we're battling a tough economy these days. It's more difficult than ever for companies to position their brand in a unique way and reach their target audience. Sports Business Radio can help you, though. Sports Business Radio is syndicated in markets nationwide. Our popular podcast is regularly rated in the top 100 business news podcasts on iTunes and has listeners around the world. But our radio network and podcast aren't the only places your company will receive exposure when you join our family of sponsors. We'll also give you exposure via sportsbusinessradio.com and at our new Sports Executive Speaker Series events, which feature a conversation with a key decision maker from the world of sports in front of a live audience. And best of all, we can expose your product to the big-name guests that appear on our show. We'd love to have you on our team. Please contact me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com or at 503-701-2215 if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Sports Business Radio. The website is sportsbusinessradio.com. 
We're joined on the phone right now by Brian Gordon, who's the CEO of Engine Shop. They're a company that plans Super Bowl parties. He's been around many Super Bowls. The Engine Shop's client list includes ESPN, GMC, DirecTV, Johnson & Johnson, and many others. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. So let's start. What are the hottest Super Bowl parties this year in Indianapolis? This year is is a return to the big boys. You know, when you get to a market like Indy and you've got really a lot of the smaller players that come in and do things that have passed on the city. So this year, I think the three that everybody is talking about are, are number one, ESPN. They do a next party every year. This will be their eighth annual. Uh, the DirecTV uh, party is a Saturday night event, and that one's hot. It's got Katy Perry performing live. Uh, Drake is actually performing at the ESPN party. And then a newcomer this year is Rolling Stone, who's doing an event uh, for the first time, at least the first time in, in 13 years since I've been doing Super Bowls. Um, and they've got four performances, Gym Class Heroes, Wiz Khalifa, LMFAO, um, and, uh, and who we got? Oh, we got one more. Uh, Cobra Starship is the fourth. So those are the three that I think everybody's talking about this year. It's all about the big names, and I think there's there's bigger companies that go in there, and they're going to spend a million, two million dollars plus to produce these big extravagant parties. But then every year you also have some smaller events that are real celebrity driven that you know people can get in and, and do really cool things for you know for fifty or a hundred thousand dollars if you can get the talent attached. Um, and really, it's a lot of it is depending on on the market. You know, Indianapolis makes it real tough for for people to do that because no one plans in advance to go to Indianapolis. You know, Giants are in it, so it's been a mad scramble these last two weeks to figure out sort of you know what everybody's going to do because all of a sudden there's a lot of heat on this event that really a lot of people hadn't been talking too much about relative to other Super Bowls. We're joined by Brian Gordon. He's the CEO of the Engine Shop. He plans Super Bowl parties, amongst other things. So, okay, you've got the celebs that come to the parties, but if the average Joe wants to come to a party, what are they spending to get in? Uh, you know, a lot of these parties are, are either can't buy me access or um, recently, and, and, you know, due to the economy, even a lot of these big uh, companies are looking to offset some of their costs by selling tickets, and they've never done that before. So this year... Maxim has put tickets on sale. Playboy has put tickets on sale. You know, and a few years ago, that would be blasphemy. These were events that you could never buy a ticket for. And now, for 750 bucks, 1000 bucks, you know, you can get into a party that a few years ago you never even could have got into. And besides the entertainment, listening to Drake or Katy Perry, like, are you uh, taking away some product from the party? What are you getting for that 750 bucks? other than say, hey, I was pretty cool, I hung out with some of the celebs? Well, I think now it really is about the entertainment. I think that's also a big, a big change in trends from Super Bowl parties where it was about swag or, or things that you took away. Today it's about seeing Katy Perry or Drake and, and being able to go to these parties. And, you know, today it's about bragging rights. And it's about being able to put on your Facebook page or your Twitter that you were there and, you know, with a great picture. And that's really what people want to do now. They want that much more than they want a, uh, you know, a gift bag or anything else. I think experience and, and sharing of that experience has really, really taken a, a front seat when it comes to these types of events. Um, and so people are far more motivated by that than they are by taking something, something home. You know, if you can, if you can spend $1,000 plus, you know, $2,000 for your hotel plus another 1500 for your, uh, your plane ticket plus ten grand for your Super Bowl tickets, whatever they're going to give you in a bag, you probably can go out and buy. So it's better to be able to say that you're at one of the hottest Super Bowl parties and throw that on your Facebook and, and tweet about it and let everybody know back wherever you came from, you know, that you have the experience of a lifetime. 
Brian, are there some companies out there that say, you know what, uh, we're an indie, not really a hip-hop party town. If we were in Miami or San Diego or Los Angeles, maybe we'd have a party. Are there companies out there that I guess have passed because it's indie instead of a sunny locale? Yeah, no question. I think it's, you know, weather I think is, is part of it, but it's just the perception of how much media – um, how many celebrities and all of that is going to be in a particular market. And I think people have had Indianapolis on their radar for a long time as a tough city. Um, and I think what happened in Dallas you know, last year with the weather, with the snow, really scared a lot of people because they just anticipated that that was going to happen in Indianapolis. Meanwhile, I think it's going to be, what, 55 degrees tomorrow in Indianapolis. Go figure. Um, but, you know, this year I think one of the big events that's happened for – at least the last six years or so, as Sports Illustrated, they decided uh, that they passed, and I think even they were quoted as saying the numbers just didn't work. So, you know, you are seeing some some bigger names fall out, but where you really see it is all the event producers that aren't affiliated with Super Bowl or with an official partner or a media partner, those are the events that you see really popping up in, in Miami or Phoenix or New Orleans, and it's just people that come in and take advantage of the fact that they can create something, make a little bit of money, there's very, very, very little of that happening in Indianapolis, which I actually think, you know, all these bigger brands and, and all the big media partners really like because it's a much cleaner environment from a marketing standpoint. The cool thing about Super Bowl is, is you, and you're talking about ex-jocks, you really have the opportunity to rub elbows in a way that you don't in a lot of places. And so whether that's, you know, retired greats like uh, uh, Steve Young or, or Jerry Rice, um, you know, these guys are really accessible over the four or five days. They do a lot of events. They do a lot of appearances. And people are excited by that because you actually have a chance to go in and spend some time with these guys, whether it's at a meet and greet or an autograph signing or, you know, even having a beer with these guys. It really is the one time a year that if you're a sports fan, you have the opportunity to maybe go up and, and have a beer with, with somebody that you've always admired. Brian, you mentioned Katy Perry, and I heard that uh, Kate Upton, supermodel, might be at the Direct TV party as well. What kind of payments are they getting to make appearances, or is there some other deal that takes place in order to attract that talent to these parties? No, I think it's it's twofold. You know, in most cases, if uh, and I really I can speak for the events that that we do. Um, if you're asking talent or celebrities to do something, then a fee is justified. And if Katy Perry's performing, then she should get a fee just as if she's performing anywhere else. You know, and and but I think that most of the the parties that you hear about, whether it's the ESPNs or or the Maxims, you know, celebrities are in town and they're going to the parties because they want to go to the parties. Now there's people that assist in getting them there and reaching out to them and helping them come. But by and large, the rule of thumb is if they're coming to do something for you, if they're working for you, they get paid. Otherwise, you would expect them to come and walk the red carpet, and and your benefit is publicity, and you know that's their benefit as well. And, you know, this year you've got a lot of people from, uh, I think by the end of this weekend, uh, you'll be very, very tired of everybody from The Voice because they're going to be canvassing the town <laughs> because I think The Voice debuts right after Super Bowl. So you've got all four of those guys. You know, I think they'll be at every single event that's happening. And, and that's the benefit to, to them is, you know, it gives them publicity to promote whatever they're promoting. The one event that it, that's really unique is what DirecTV does, it does the beach ball during the day, and that's separate from their party at night, and that's 32 players, it's athletes and celebrities playing football against each other, flag football in the sand. And, you know, you talk about unique experiences. So this year, for example, you've got Joe Montana quarterbacking against Warren Moon. The celebrities that are playing in that game, they're in it because they get to go catch a pass from Joe Montana or Warren Moon. So there's very few cases where, you know, celebrities turn into regular people and almost kids 
because I don't care what you are. If you're a male celebrity and you are a sports fan, catching a pass from Joe Montana is probably going to be one of the coolest things you've ever done in your life. So that's the sixth year they've done this event, and it's always a favorite because fans can get, you know, they, there's 10,000 people watching this, and they see how excited these celebrities are when usually celebrities with this stuff, they're going through the motion. So that's one of the coolest events you'll see. Not a party, but a cool event. Brian Gordon, the CEO of Engine Shop. Find them online at engineshopagency.com. Really appreciate your insight, and thanks for taking the time to join us. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Stay in the know at sportsbusinessradio.com. Podcasts, blogs, and more. SBR will be right back. It's the age of new media and citizen journalism. Everyone with a smartphone and a flip cam is a reporter and everything is on the record. I'm Brian Berger, host of Sports Business Radio, and I team with former Nike executive Lee Weinstein to form media training company Everything is on the Record. With a combined 40 years of experience dealing with the media and helping our clients craft authentic messages, we'll help you navigate the tricky media landscape that exists today. Everything is on the Record has provided media training to pro and college athletes, coaches and executives, as well as to government leaders and CEOs. We'll teach you how to break through the clutter with your messages and we'll also assist you when you find yourself in crises. It's time for an innovative new approach to media training that best fits the world we live in today. For more information about Everything is on the Record, visit us online at everythingisontherecord.com. Contact us today to learn more about our innovative approach to media training and how we can meet your specific needs. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at everythingisontherecord.com. This is Sports Business Radio. We're back and we're joined on the phone right now by one of the top agents in all of pro sports, David Dunn, the CEO of Athletes First. He represents Aaron Rodgers, Ray Lewis, Clay Matthews Jr., and Oregon football coach Chip Kelly. David, thanks for taking the time to join us. How are you? Very good. How about yourself? Doing really well. Let's start with last year's Super Bowl. I know I had you on around Super Bowl time, but uh, big win for a few of your clients in the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews. I love the State Farm commercials that I see them in. Maybe you can talk for a moment about how a player's success in the Super Bowl makes them more marketable and the opportunities you got for those guys this year. Oh, it obviously helps a ton. The Super Bowl is is really that that uh, that aspect of american sports that crosses over from uh, from sports to to mainstream and so if you do well in that game and, and you win that game and you do it dramatically then it uh it helps your marketability in a huge huge way and and you combine that with with who aaron and clay are as people you know one, one of them has great personality and the other has great hair uh, it's uh it's obviously a great thing it's just fantastic that that we uh, that I'm an agent in a healthy sport. I, I saw some of my colleagues in basketball uh, just really, you know, be put through the ringer, um, and ours was resolved somewhat easily and quickly. And you know, I think the biggest difference for you know for anybody in the business side of it is the fact that the rookie wage scale. Uh, cuts rookie the rookie salaries, especially for top five picks, way down. So that Mark Sanchez was a fifty million dollar player at pick five a few years ago, and and now the fifth pick is is under twenty million dollars over the same term. So it's uh, it's a lot different economically for the the rookies, and and I think that'll probably inure to the benefit of the of the veterans over time. You know, so that it, it 
for me, it makes the rookie deals uh, smaller and easier to do, and it makes the stakes far higher for veteran deals. David, player safety has become so much more prevalent. We're hearing more about that in the media. From where you sit, what can you do to affect changes with concussions and other things that prolong the careers of your clients? You know, it's, it's something that, that as, as I get older, um, I've become far more paternal about these guys. I was just talking with Joey Harrington up there about that uh, the other day, and and it's uh i think honestly it's is to become less greedy you know I, I i had two players two hall of fame players in the 90s troy aikman and steve young have their careers cut short by by uh concussions and and the fear of, of further damage and and um so i've seen it firsthand it's an awful thing to to you know to go through and and i think that the only way to to, to do it is really to um, to spend the time and take a stand, a public stand, and all of us have to, all of us in power have to do that. Or it's just going to be the same type of thing where the players get bigger and faster and and the quarterbacks are, you know, especially are more and more exposed and, and you know, they suffer these, these monstrous hits that, you know, put their put their brains and their lives at risk. So I think it's just really taking the time and making the effort to, to get after it. I think that with with uh, any any time you have money in in a situation, you're going to have uh, people uh, preying on uh, you know tr- trying to acquire that money. And so, as the money's increased in the game, so is the predatory nature, as you put it. And and so it is. Um, I have been very fortunate over the years to represent the you know the. Uh, you know the Aaron Rodgerses and the Clay Matthews and the John Lynches and, and Aikmans and Youngs and the like, and they are far more, far uh, less prone to you know to being persuaded away by uh, by surface things. I I feel for for players who jump from agent to agent, you know, just based upon whatever the promises of the day, and and I I do fear, um, especially for younger. Um, less sophisticated players. I, I do fear that that's happening more and more as time goes on. We're joined by David Dunn, the CEO of Athletes First. He represents the likes of Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews Jr., Ray Lewis, and Oregon head football coach Chip Kelly. People in these parts, David, want to know just how close was Chip Kelly to going to the Tampa Bay Bucks? You know, it's it's uh, those were somewhat private discussions between uh, between him and Oregon and, and him and Tampa Bay, but but. You know, I, I think that any time that you have success, you're going to have um, uh, people wanting to acquire your services, and you know that happened uh, last week. And I, I think at the end of the day, as you know, Chip looked at his staff and his players. It, you know, it was something that he he uh, he found it very difficult to leave them, and you know, he he uh, he loves it there, and he, he you know he loves everybody associated with the program. Um, and so, uh, again, at the, at the end of the day, it just became a very human thing for him where um, he just didn't want to leave. From a personal standpoint, you're, you're dealing oftentimes with more of a peer, uh, you know, with, with a Garrett or a Harbaugh or Chip or, or, or whoever. Uh, you know, so you, the, your discussion points just from a life standpoint are, you know, are far more peer-related than um, – than mentor related, you know, as, as, as with pl- my players, especially my younger ones, 
you know, I'm I sadly have become this father figure um, <laughs> or uncle figure to them, and, and that's less so with with uh, with coaches. And and you know, it's it's uh, it, like my discussion with Chip last week. A bit, I think um, oftentimes it becomes far more human than um, you know than economic or you know or or uh, surface opportunity driven. You know that. I think that as as you grow older, you gain a little bit more perspective, a little bit more balance, and and uh, so the the discussions tend to be along those lines. David, a few years ago when uh, Pete Carroll was at USC, I talked to him about what it would take for him to go to the NFL, and he said, "Look, I've been here before." And if I go back, I want more control over my fate. I want to have say in player personnel decisions. And obviously, I want an owner who's patient with me. It's not going to change overnight. What would Chip Kelly be looking for? What's important to him if he were to leave the University of Oregon? You know, I think it's, you have to be careful with the control thing. You know, I've, I, uh, I've talked with, with coaches who have demanded control before. And then when they get it, it's like, what do I do with it? Um, you know, just because they haven't been raised um, to negotiate deals or to, to you know, to to do, uh, you know, to, to make personnel decisions. Uh, you know, I, I think it's just, you know, whenever it would happen, and, you know, if there's certainly nothing on the horizon or anytime soon, you know, it, it would just be something where it's a, it's a human fit, you know, and, and a place where... You know where uh, you know, he could see success down the road, but again, you know, right right now he's he's he couldn't be happier. I think he's bringing in a, a great recruiting class today, and and uh, you know, so so this is where he this is where he is now for sure. You know, I think it's just as you put it, you feel calls. I mean, you know, he's he is uh, he's where he is, and and you know, and he's made a, a commitment to kids and and coaches alike, and and uh, really is not. You know, pursuing anything else, nor am I. Um, but again, success breeds this type of, of attention, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing for Oregon. It's a good thing for Chip. It's a good thing for whoever's paying that attention to him. And and you know, I just think that he'd deal with the uh, you know with each situation on a case by case basis as uh, as it uh, came to his attention. Hey, David. Last question: uh, Where are you watching the Super Bowl? I am watching it uh, with uh, I, I, somewhere in the stadium, I believe, with either Wes Welker's or Brandon Jacobs' family. So you know, or both. Um, we, we have, you know, shoot, we're going to have 30 players back at the at the Super Bowl, uh, um, not playing in the game, uh, but but doing appearances and the like. And we I think we have 12 players in the game, so we'll we'll have a busy week. I'm taking off there tomorrow, and and. Uh, won't get a lot of sleep over the next four or five days, and and it, it is funny. Right? I, we we had a staff meeting today talk about talking about the Super Bowl, where we talked about appearances and rookie clients and events that are going on there, and everything but the game. So you know, it it, it is funny that, that that's that's what it is all about at the end of the day. But you forget that at times like this. Yeah, it's a big happening for everyone else. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. Have a great week in Indy, and uh, we'll catch up soon. I appreciate it. Take care, you guys. Stay in touch with SBR on Twitter. Twitter.com slash SB Radio. Looking out for the In the night so still Oh, how I you a king In that house 
Sports Business Radio talks to the people who call the shots in the world of sports. Brian Berger goes one-on-one with the biggest names. My guest is David Stern. He's the commissioner of the NBA. It is always a pleasure, Brian. Bill Hancock. He's the executive director of the Bowl Championship Series. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. My guest is Mickey Loomis. He's the executive vice president and general manager of the world champion New Orleans Saints. Pleasure to be with you guys. Mr. Allen, thanks for joining me. Thank you. My guest is Mark Emmert. He's the president of the NCAA. Oh, happy to join you. My pleasure. My guest is Eric Spolstra. He's the head coach of the Miami Heat. Brian, appreciate it. Glad to, uh, glad to be on the show. Mr. Nicholas, it's an honor to have you on Sports Business Radio. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Brian. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our free iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio. This is Sports Business Radio. We're back and the Super Bowl is always the most bet sporting event of the year in the United States. Over $10 billion wagered worldwide on the game. So, uh, big, big money. And it's not just the spread, Griggs, and the over-under like you would get in typical games. And, and I'm not a better, but I think these prop bets are hilarious. Here's some numbers for you to keep in mind. The NFC has won 14 straight coin tosses in the Super Bowl. The odds of that happening, by the way, Griggs, 16,383 to 1. And 75% of the money at Sportsbook Bet Online is on the Giants to win the toss, an NFC team. People say, hey, the luck is going to continue. The true odds of Sunday's coin flip, obviously, are 50-50. But isn't it amazing, 14 years in a row, the NFC has won the coin toss. That is hilarious. And uh, now I'm going to be tuning in for the coin toss, because right, I did not right. know that. <laughs> exactly. You're going to go, hey, 15 years in a row, <laughs> or the great. streak is snapped. I love it. Vegas has won money on the Super Bowl 19 of the last 20 one year. So uh, players have only won twice. So this is one of the biggest days of the year for Vegas because 19 out of 21 years. One of the two times they lost money, though, was on the Giants-Patriots matchup in 2008 when the Giants upset the Patriots, who, by the way, were 12.5-point favorites in that game. The spread right now, you can find it anywhere from three points to two and a half points in some books. But, uh, It'll be interesting. Over-under is 54-and-a-half. And, you know, there's not too many Super Bowls. Uh, this would be the fourth Super Bowl ever with a spread of less than a field goal. So, you know, a lot of people expecting this to be uh, a very close game. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean, usually they're pretty, pretty good on the spread like that. And I really do. I think it's going to be a battle that, you know, we're going to see points scored. And it is going to come down to something similar to three points, seven points, somewhere in there. All right. Give me your score. Who's going to win, and who's your MVP? Uh, let's go. Uh, I'm going to say Patriots, 35-28. to 28. Okay. So it's going to be a touchdown game. No field goals. Right. All touchdowns. And uh, MVP is going to be Brady. He's going to throw for, we'll say he's going to throw for all of them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm, you know, this is going to make for boring radio, but I'm going to agree. Patriots, I think Tom Brady's on a mission after losing a few years ago to these guys in the Super Bowl. Even though I think Giants are playing great, I just think the Patriots are going to find a way to win this game. I think Brady is going to be the MVP and have a great performance. One of the other prop bets is 
Over under on Brady's touchdown passes, two and a half. I would absolutely take the over on that. As a matter of fact, of all the prop bets I've seen that have to do with what happens on the field, not Madonna's hair color or what color is the Gatorade, I like the two and a half taking the over on Tom Brady's touchdown passes. I'm going to go 31-28 Patriots win by a field goal. I think this is a field goal game. I think the odds makers are right around where this is going to be. Now, is it going to come down to the field goal, like one second left, kick the field goal? Uh, I don't know about one second, but I think it's... (laughs) Something down in the end. You know, it's interesting. Both uh, Brady and Eli Manning were interviewed this week, and they both said their disaster scenario would be the other guy having the ball with the game on the line. They want to be the guy with the ball at the end of the game because they know if you give the other guy the ball... You know, both of them are used to orchestrating game-winning drives, and uh, what a sick feeling that would be on the sideline. Kind of like Tom Brady had a few years ago when Eli Manning marched the Giants down the field and scored that touchdown at the end of the game, and, you know, there's really not enough time left to come down and get anything uh, of any substance on the board. So it'll be interesting, but I'm going to take the Patriots. You've got the Patriots, and we both have Tom Brady as the MVP. Lots of thank yous on the show this week. want to thank David Schwab from Octagon. Uh, Brian Gordon from uh, Engine Shop, the CEO there, he does great work. And then David Dunn, the CEO of Athletes First, one of the best agents in the business. Appreciate him taking the time to stop by. Also want to thank our show staff, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Jared Melzer, Doug Zanger, and Max Waterman. A podcast reminder, you can catch our show on demand via podcast every week. Just click on the iTunes icon on the front page of sportsbusinessradio.com to have our show podcast downloaded to your iTunes every week. We'd love it if you post a review of our podcast on iTunes. I'm on Twitter at SB Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week right here on Sports business radio i just walked in to find you here without that look upon your face hi this is brian berger host of sports business radio it's no secret that we're battling a tough economy these days it's more difficult than ever for companies to position their brand in a unique way and reach their target audience sports business radio can help you though Sports Business Radio is syndicated in markets nationwide. Our popular podcast is regularly rated in the top 100 business news podcasts on iTunes and has listeners around the world. But our radio network and podcast aren't the only places your company will receive exposure when you join our family of sponsors. We'll also give you exposure via sportsbusinessradio.com and at our new Sports Executive Speaker Series events, which feature a conversation with a key decision maker from the world of sports in front of a live audience. And best of all, we can expose your product to the big-name guests that appear on our show. We'd love to have you on our team. Please contact me at brian at sportsbusinessradio.com or at 503-701-2215 if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Sports Business Radio.